Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the Word, pray the Word, study the Word, proclaim the Word, and live the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Amen. Application from last Sunday's fourth week of Advent. The first reading shows that God chose ordinary things in ordinary people to produce extraordinary results. The second reading tells us that salvation is a person and his name is Jesus Christ. The gospel reveals that waiting is a decision to serve while waiting. This week, let the humility of Mary be your model. You might look at the times you have have to wait during the week, such as in traffic, in cafeteria lines at work, or waiting to see a teacher in school. The example that you show by your actions can be very powerful. 
Mary was very humble, even though she knew that what had happened to her was very special. Give your family and friends a tremendous gift this Christmas time. Give them the gift of your humility and Christ will come alive through you and you will be blessed. I answered that. As I look over this year in the preparations for Christmas, it makes me happy to see all the beautiful lights and the light in the children's eyes as they anticipate Christmas. I am still working on listening, which is the key to being humble. Having trouble hearing, I have to ask people to repeat themselves. I am working on responding to the needs of others, especially the sick. And my response is asking if they would like me to pray with them. I almost always get a yes. God's words are much more powerful than my words. What was a helpful or a new thought from the readings or from the homily you heard on Sunday and from what you learned? What personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Deacon can answer that. Love is more than a feeling. It is a decision. His application, waiting cheerfully is a good sign of humility. I have tried to develop the gift of waiting and be joyful while doing it. And I answered that the Holy Spirit's presence in Mary, John the Baptist and Elizabeth, giving them the power to respond to God's call for each one touched me. My application, be aware at all times of the Holy Spirit within me and respond as he leads me. Listen and respond in word and deed from an old book that it is not by my sacrifices that God sees, but doing the will of God is what is desired. Mary believed God's word. She believed what was spoken to her. Elizabeth did too. She observed and responded in word and deed. Application, respond to God's word in word and deed. The gospel for Holy Family Sunday is Luke 2, 41 to 52, this upcoming Sunday. It's right after Christmas. Each year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to festival custom. After they completed its days, as they were returning, the boy Jesus remained behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Thinking that he was in the caravan, they journeyed for a day and looked for him. After three days, they found him in the temple sitting in the midst of the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astounded at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, son, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been looking for you with great anxiety. And he said to them, why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. He went down with them 
and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. And his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus advanced in wisdom and age in favor before God and man. The gospel of the Lord. Questions. Where did Mary and Joseph go each year to Jerusalem for the feast of Passover? And what did they do when Jesus was 12 years old? They went up according to the festival custom. When Mary and Joseph were returning home, what did they not know? The boy Jesus remained behind in Jerusalem. Where did the did they think Jesus was among the relatives in the caravan? What did they do? They journeyed for a day and looked for him among their relatives. And where did they go when they did not find him? They returned to Jerusalem to look for him. What is not the will of your heavenly father? Matthew 18, 14 says, it is not the will of your heavenly father that one of these little ones be lost. Where did they find Jesus? In the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And what was the reaction of all who heard him? They were astounded at his understanding and his answers. Who instructs us in everything? John 14, 26 tells us the Holy Spirit. The personal question, what have you learned the last time you sat and listened to your teacher? Deacon Ken wrote, I have learned that the good news isn't good until you hear it. And I answered that to be still and know that he is God, to praise him for who he is. He is God, the mighty, awesome one. He is all loving, all powerful. What was the reaction of Jesus's parents when they saw him? And what did his mother say? They were astounded. She said, son, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been looking for you with great anxiety. What did Jesus say to his parents? Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And what was their understanding of it? They did not understand what he said to them. What did Jesus do? He went down with them and came to Nazareth. What was he to his parents? Obedient. And what did his mother do? She kept all these things in her heart. Who are we to obey? And who does the, this please? Colossians 3.20 says, Children, obey your parents in everything, for this is pleasing to the Lord. Personal question. How have you advanced in wisdom and knowledge of God's will for you in your personal life? Deacon can answer that through scripture study, the Catholic catechism, sacraments, prayer, and people. And I answered it through the Bible study and reading the readings of the day with the prayer to the Holy Spirit to teach me. He has taught me a lot over the years. The personal question for the first reading for this Holy Family, 
family Sunday is from Sirach 3, 2 to 6, 12, 14 is. In what ways do you listen to and honor both your earthly father and your heavenly father? And in what ways has your earthly father become a burden to you in his old age? Compare your relationship with your heavenly father and your earthly father. Repent where it is necessary. Deacon Kenny answered that in this way. Both of my parents are dead. I honor them by the way I treat my wife and family. I honor them by the way I honor the name Finn. In my youth, both of my fathers were silent and strong. I obeyed because I feared punishment. Today, I love my heavenly father and I obey because I don't want to hurt his feelings. I look back and see many good qualities in my earthly father. I am sorry that I was so slow in recognizing his qualities. And for me, my earthly father is in heaven. But when he was here, I was obedient to him. I listen and honor my heavenly father by listening and obeying and studying his word and the teachings of the church. I am in total submission to the teaching authority of the church because God has placed that over me to guide and protect me. When I disobey the church, I disobey Christ. A personal question from the second reading, Colossians 3, 12 to 21 is, what do you think causes the most breakups in the family today? And how do you think this can be remedied? In what ways are you obeying or disobeying what God says in Colossians 3, 18 to 21? Reflect on this and make changes when necessary. Remember, we receive grace from the sacrament of reconciliation. Deacon can answer that. Uh, Husbands do not know how to love their wives. The remedy, church teachings, scripture, prayer, sacraments. I am trying to be the spiritual leader in my marriage by honoring, cherishing, nourishing, teaching, and loving my wife. I now am able to confess my sins and accept my penance with humility and joy. I also can say I am sorry to my wife and accept her forgiveness. She is my suitable partner. Genesis 2.18. I answered that. I actually answered it from an old book. Lack of husbands loving their wives as Christ loves the church and being the spiritual head. Wives not being submissive to their husbands in everything but sin. And the remedy, by teaching more on God's word on marriage, teaching men how to love and how Jesus loves the church, by teaching women how Mary was in total submission to God and Joseph. I think right now I am in obedience to being submissive to Ken, and I don't nag my children. I am in obedience to the church teachings in my, to my heavenly father and to Mary by listening to Jesus. That's what I had in the old book because I was with Ken and uh, learned that through this word. If you have not done the full lesson, go back and do the first two readings. The scripture I love is 1 Corinthians eleven three. 3. 
But I want you to know that Christ is the head of every man and a husband, the head of his wife and God, the head of Christ. Even Jesus was under headship. The commentary for Luke 2, 41 to 52, the gospel, according to God's law, every male was required to go to Jerusalem three times a year for the great festivals of unleavened bread, weeks, and shelters, Deuteronomy 16, 16. In the spring, the Passover was celebrated, followed immediately by the week-long feast of unleavened bread. Jesus has just reached the age of adulthood, so he did not spend a lot of time with his parents during the festival. The people traveled in caravans to the city, and it was common for the women and children to travel at the front. A 12-year-old boy could have been in either group, and probably Mary and Joseph assumed Jesus was with the other. The caravan however, left Jerusalem without Jesus, who was absorbed in his discussion with the religious leaders. He would have been eager to listen and ask probing questions. It was not his youth, but the depth of his thoughts that amazed the teachers. Mary searched frantically, and when she finally found him, she knew she had to let go of her child and let him become a man. For parents, it is both sweet and painful to see our children as adults. But when the time comes to step back and let go, we must do so in spite of the hurt. Then our children can take flight and soar to the heights God intended for them. This was the first hint that Jesus realized he was God's son. But even though he knew his real father, he did not reject his earthly parents. God's people do not reject family relationships or family responsibilities. If Jesus Christ obeyed his parents, how much more we should honor our parents. The Psalm this week is Psalm 128, one to five. Happy are all who fear the Lord, who walk in the ways of God. What your hands provide, you will enjoy. You will be happy and prosper like a fruitful vine, your wife within your home, like olive plants, your children around the, your table. Just so will you, they be blessed who fear the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion all the days of your life. What is the Lord saying to you personally through the psalm? And how can you apply this to your life? Deacon can answer it. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine. The application, my appreciating ever more fully how much my wife has given not only me, but also our children. She has loved us, washed us, cleansed us, ministered to us, fed us, and has been a tremendous spiritual witness to all of us. I will try to love her more the way she deserves than the way I have been. And I answer that. I will be happy and blessed if I fear the Lord. To fear the Lord is to place him in highest esteem and honor. To know he is God and there is no other. To be in awe of him. Do all out of 
love for him, not for fear of him or going to hell. My application, love God by being obedient to his all-powerful word. Jesus says in John 14, 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And in verse 21, he says, whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. The application for this week. The first reading emphasizes that the family unit has been honored as the foundation of the human race. The second reading shows false teachers as destructive to families and society. The gospel reveals Jesus's responsibility of obedience to his parents. Today, let your suffering be for the Lord and for someone else in your family. Maybe you can offer your pain for someone who is on drugs or alcohol. Pick a family member, friends, or a coworker, and pray for that person all week. Let your soul be pierced so that the heart of others will be laid bare and they will return to God. I also want to emphasize before we close uh, that we have a book called Secrets of a Happy Family, and that's the biblical role of the family, originally called God's Divine Order for the Family. Let's close with prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this teaching on the family and teaching that we need to be obedient to your word. Thank you, Lord. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot o-r-g to either purchase the bread of life bible study book or download the complimentary lessons in 1989 deacon ken and marie finn began this prison pro-life and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that i have told you John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.